This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Okay, then, so the seven political or political uh, uh, opposition political parties have emerged from a two day conference with what they have now christened the multi party charter. Delegates to the convention say significant strides were made in their talks, including their decision to share power if and when they succeed in unseating the ANC. The parties, which included the Democratic Alliance, the Gata Freedom Party, the Freedom Front Plus, Action SA, uh, the United Independent Movement, uh, SNP, and uh, in, uh, Independent uh, Civil Organization, uh, so, so the Independent South African National Civics Organization, uh, signed an agreement that forbids all parties under the new partnership from entering into coalitions with the EFF or the ANC. The leaders have agreed on how they'll work together and allocate ministerial positions and parliamentary seats should they, um, if and when they come into power. Let's speak to the leader of the Democratic Alliance, John Stienazen, who joins us on the line. Stienazen, good morning and thank you very much for your time. Um, I just want to get your impressions then of how um, deliberations went and how this uh, exercise, the outcome of this exercise, uh, was it all that you had hoped for? Uh, good morning to you and good morning to the listeners. Um, yes, I think you know when I announced the initiative in April uh, at the, after the DA Congress, there were a lot of naysayers who said the parties would never get around the table and never be able to reach a point where we could get agreement. But here we are with an agreement, and I'm very, very pleased. Uh, the takeaway for me was the maturity of the leaders around the table uh, who were negotiating and putting on, making points and contributions based on the concern about the state of the country and the concern about how we can make life better for more South Africans. And I think that, for me, was the key takeaway. And mm. I think it shows the maturing of the politics. And uh, it's going to now come down to convincing South Africans to, to get behind the charter and to help us get over the finish line. Mm. You know, it was said that, I think it was the chairman who emphasized that uh, this, um, you know, coming together was not about or coming together against or in opposition to um, any one thing, but it was uh, for one thing. But then it seems a bit contradictory because you all came out and declared that you will not work with the, or you will, you know, you committed to not working with the ANC or the EFF. So which is it really? Well, it's absolutely uh, around the change that's required to move the country forward. Mm. We're not going to change the country with the same people sitting around the same table making the same bad decisions. And that's why we've committed to building a new majority that mm. will bring in a new government. But it's not anti-ANC. Uh, it's mm. pro-South Africa. And that's why uh, the program of action, the um, points which we think are important for that need to be addressed and which we will be having a policy conference later in the year about um, as well as the power-sharing principles, but then also some proposals about reducing massively the size of the executive, uh, lifestyle audits for all uh, public office bearers, making sure that there's um, far more accountability and transparency. Uh, these are all things that are going to be designed to uh, improve government, mm. make it cleaner, leaner, and more efficient, and to be able to deliver far more efficiently to the people of South Africa. 
I mean, whether or not this uh, charter or this multi-party charter becomes comes into effect or becomes a reality um, after elections will depend on how the individual parties perform. And I mean, um, looking at the numbers as they currently are, it doesn't all go well. It doesn't uh, paint a particularly promising picture because, I mean, uh, at least three of the entities are not even rep- or four are not even represented at a national um, level. So, how do you see that playing out? Well, I disagree with you. I think that we we are in a proportional system. Hmm. Uh, the non ANC EFF opposition uh, in South Africa were able to garner thirty five percent of the votes in the last election. It's just sixteen percent shy of of a majority. Um, of course, some of these parties are untested, but mm. they are t- they have been tested at a local government level, where they've been able to win support and to win seats. And obviously, it's now up to us to convince more South Africans to vote for these parties. But for us, the low-hanging fruit are the 27 million South Africans who didn't vote in the last election. Uh, the ANC only uh, got 5.1 million votes in the last election. If we can convince just 10 percent of those 27 million people allied with the support we already have, we'll be well over the finish line. And that's going to be our objective over the next couple of months is to get more South Africans excited about the future, Mm. show them that their vote can now make a difference. This is the first election uh, in our our post-democratic history Mm. where the outcome is not a foregone conclusion. There's everything to play for. Mm. And that's going to come down to the opposition parties. We can... We can put them, put the charter together, etc. But it's going to come down to the people now, registering, voting, and turning out in great numbers mm. to come out and affect the change. And just in terms of what, uh, one of the things that you've agreed on, and that is uh, how you will share the spoils, uh, so to speak, um, um, if and when you do manage to get uh, unseat the ANC. You know, talking about uh, the majority party will then be the leader of government. What does that in effect mean? I mean, uh, um, are we looking at a situation where that, per- that whichever party then emerges as the majority or that gets the, uh, the larger chunk of the share uh, of the votes would then have a, what, currently in our current structure, that would be the deputy position, president role. Uh, and then what would that leave the president as? As more of a figurehead or what? No, it wouldn't. Uh, the president, uh, as we've said right from the beginning, uh, doesn't necessarily have to come from the biggest party. And obviously, it's, it will be the best person to, uh, suited for the job that the parties decide on. The leader of government business is also not necessarily the deputy president. The two roles are very separate in the mm. Constitution. They set out uh, as separate roles. But for any new government coming in, a legislative agenda that's able to drive reforms through Parliament is going to be essential. If we're going to fix what's, what's wrong with South Africa, we need to make sure that we change laws, that we drive through new legislation, and that's going to require um, a parliamentary process. Mm. And the leader of government business will no doubt come from the party with the largest number of seats within the coalition to help get that legislation through, to work with the other parties, and to build majorities. To, to drive that legislative agenda through. Part of the problem that, that the new dawn fizzled out so quickly is that the words were not backed up with legislation and programs driven through Parliament. And, and that is why uh, the President has been unable to change things like the terrible unemployment rate, the rate of poverty. It requires a vigorous legislative agenda okay. mm. to drive those reforms through. DA Leader John Steenhazen, thank you very much for coming on. Appreciate it.
Always a pleasure. Great to be with you. All right. Uh, let's uh, then uh, just uh, bring in uh, where well, we have um, uh, Dr. Mtribisit Ligana, who's been listening in to that uh, conversation with John Steenis. And thank you so much, uh, uh, Dr. Ligana, for joining us uh, this morning. And just to get your take or overall uh, your assessment in terms of what came out of, of this whole exercise. Well, it's not clear at the moment uh, what came out per se. It's a a good sign. Um, They are working together towards a common program, um, but there are certain things that they still have to work out. For instance, the very idea that they they can't decide on who should be their presidential candidate Mm. is an indication that there are certain issues that they are aware of which might just divide them. Mm. For instance, John <clears throat> John would not necessarily play well in the black uh, uh, communities. Mm. Most black leaders left the party under his presidency. So there are issues that he's not the best person to be the president. Mm. And we also have different parties. I mean, we have FF Plus, for instance. FF Plus stands for pretty much conservative values. And on the other hand, you have Action SA, which is supposedly more progressive than SF Plus. So the question is, how do you reconcile those, mm. you know, divergent interests? Um, so it's a start. It's a start, but they still have to work out a lot more. Mm. I, I guess the <clears throat> devil, as they say, is in the detail. But I mean, um, to the extent, I mean, and also any prospect of success would depend on the um, performance uh, of like as I put it to John Stenez, in that it'll be on the performance of the individual uh, uh, parties because they are still going to contest the uh, parties, uh, you know, as, as individual organisations as they currently are. How does that play out, and how do they ensure that uh, you know a substantial, substan- they get a substantial chunk of a vote um, amongst themselves? Well, uh, if you. If you look at the parties, for instance, the one party that stands to kind of get more votes <coughs> in next year's elections is the IFP. Mm. The IFP, because the ANC has been on a decline uh, in that part of the world, uh, KZN. And then you look at Action SA, most likely. Action SA has done well in the local elections, so they're likely to grow. By how much? I mean, they're unlikely nationally, my guess is that they won't get beyond 5 or 6%. Uh, the IFP might be looking at possibly 5, 6 as well because they haven't been doing well in the past election, so they have to start off from the low base mm-hmm. in a way. The rest the rest are just really uh, marginal parties. Some mm-hmm. of them have not been proven at a national level. So combined, one doubts that they will exceed 35%, possibly mm-hmm. 36 or so. Mm-hmm. Um, so. So that's 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 the challenge that they they still have to face. Um, but you know, the main question would be, uh, what then happens to the ANC already? Assuming that the ANC indeed does not win outright majority, mm. um, will it go with the EFF or will it go with the DA? Uh, I think so far there is a greater inclination towards going right. with the DA. Um, yeah. Because the ANC has said we need to form grand coalitions. They have a policy framework on this. 
they have been very wary of the EFF because of their unpredictability. Malema yeah. thinks this today, tomorrow he wakes up thinking something else. Um, so <clears throat> that's going to be the most challenging thing, I think, because even though it is stated in their policy, I think that idea itself has not necessarily yes. gained traction and acceptance within the party. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah. for the purposes of a stable government, to ensure that you don't repeat what has been happening at a local government level, which has gotten a lot of people fearful, mm. I think there's a lot of pressure to say the two biggest parties for the purpose of a stable government, they must get together. Of course, there are different policies, you know, land distribution, racial redress, but those things will be forced to be on the table and both parties will have to compromise because those two factors are the two dangers that must be addressed in our country. Some very interesting times ahead of us. Dr. Mtabisimtlik, and as always, thank you so much for your input uh, and perspective. I appreciate it. All right. Take care. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.